What's up? This is Jeff Weiss. You're listening to Shots Fired, a podcast where we talk about what's weird and surreal in the world of hip hop. Today we have the guest, House Shoes, who's a very uh, well-respected and well-known producer and DJ from Detroit. He has a new album out called Let It Go out on Tress Records. You can get that on iTunes or Amazon or any of your fine local retailers. We also have Bus Driver, who is a rapper who has a new album out uh, called Arguments with Dreams. That's out on Big Dada, Ninja Tune. And I'm sitting next to No Can Do, who has some very exciting news in the world of Twitter. Yeah, what up? No Can Do, <laughs> the other half of this Shots Fired thing. And uh, this morning I tweeted uh, to Taco Bell that they need to make, I tweeted to Taco Bell and Doritos that they need to make uh, new flavors of the Doritos Locos Tacos. I said they either need to make Cool Ranch or Salsa Verde. Um, they just tweeted me back saying that new flavors will be coming. Or Taco Bell tweeted me back. Pause. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. New, who's New Flavors? And, uh, new Flavors is like this yeah. porn star. Uh, but uh, basically, so, you know, because of all, all you all you Taco Bell lovers, because of me, you guys will get new flavors of the Doritos Locos Tacos. Yeah, so pretty much he's uh, revolutionary, I think, in the world of food services and hip-hop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what's uh, what's he, No Can also uh, just got off tour? Yeah, I just got off tour. Uh, I actually got off tour with one of our guests, uh, Bus Driver, and uh, my good friend Mike Eagle. Uh, we released a song together called uh, Argu- uh, called called Werner Herzog on Bus Driver's Argument with Dreams EP. We released a video for that last year. Bus Driver and I uh, did a whole project together, a collaborative project called Flashbang Grenada, and the record's called Ten Haters. And uh, I played in some places that I've never played before. I played in Baton Rouge, and uh, you know, as you guys know, Baton Rouge is ratchet as fuck, and it got ratchet in Baton Rouge. Yeah, yeah. all of a sudden, uh, no cell phone. Yeah, I lost my cell phone in Baton Rouge. Yeah, <laughs> That's how every good story starts. I could tell you so much more, but I'm not gonna. Yeah, you can always tell so much about Baton Rouge. Um, it's an amazing place. Uh, yeah, no, I just got back from Alaska, actually, where I was uh, searching for the Anchorage rock scene for Spin Magazine. You can, uh, if you Google Moose, Bear, Wolves, Jeff Weiss, you can find that. Or go to spin. Or just put Sam, uh, Salmon Weiss. Just put Salmon Weiss. Salmon yeah, there's, you can get a good jellied salmon filet in Anchorage. I'll tell you where. I know where to get a halibut taco in Anchorage. So, hey, what Talk we, to me about it. What are we talking about today, bro? Uh, what, what are we going to get into? Today is the white, rap, uh, the white rapper episode. A white rapper episode? Yeah. Oh, man. I didn't think we'd get to this so soon. Yeah. This is- <laughs> yeah. We're struggling. <laughs> we're just, yeah, no, because, you know, I think it's a very, uh, if, if you're white, and whereas once if you were white and rapping, you kind of had to be amazing and uh, to break through or just lucky and you, you get a deal and get dropped. Now there's, I think there's room for a lot of mediocre white rappers to kind of get put on. Everybody else disagrees with me, though. I agree. I, I agree with you totally, but I think that's a good thing. I think that, uh, you know, I think white rappers have, uh, since they don't have to be as excellent as like some of the guys we're going to name later that were popping in the late '90s and the early 2000s, it shows that uh, the the rap audience and kids in kids in America aren't so uptight about their white rap. Yeah. All right. Know? Well, I have more personal feelings on it, and uh, our guests, uh, House Shoes and, and Bus Driver, can pro- will probably back me up on this one. But I, you know, when I was growing up, because I'm I'm 74. I've had a lot of Botox done. Yeah. So, you know, I was there when Cool Herc first scratched. Um, 
And uh, no, it was no. Uh, you know, when I was growing up, like you couldn't just be a mediocre white rapper because you'd get left out of the room. So I, like every I think white kid that liked hip hop, I, I tried to rap at some point. You know, I would freestyle with my friends, and it was, you know, we'd, we'd smoke blunts and we'd drink, and mm-hmm. you know. Whatever, never really got like, but then I heard myself, you know, I, I, I got uh, some guy, one, like a producer was like, you know, oh man, you got bars, you got bars. I was like, and like, of course, you know, you never, I never heard myself recorded. So in my head, I thought, well, clearly. This is great. I'm like, clearly. I've been listening to this voice for however many years. Clearly, you were the next Eminem. <laughs> and uh, then I heard myself recorded and I sounded like MC Paul Barman. And but I had the good sense not to rap anymore. Yeah, because I was like, no, I'm you, totally see the difference. You don't have the gift, the so diff- don't rap. The difference between how your stance and my stance on it is that I don't give a fuck. Yeah, well, you're good at rapping, so I don't. But, like, I don't, I don't really care. If you're not good at rapping, you only want good rappers to be having like. Yeah, yeah. Because you, you're just like I, I could have done that. See, here's the thing: I want all the rappers to be bad, so my job is easier. Yeah. I want them all to suck. And you I, want to look good by comparison. Hell yeah. 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 So I mean, there we go. So well, we'll basically we're about to uh, we're about to talk to how shoes and bus driver and bring them in and uh, get into the uh, the world the weird white world of the white rapper. <laughs> but before we talk to how shoes and bus driver, we're actually going to play you sweet a song that off uh, how shoes new album Let It Go that he did with uh, the Detroit rapper Danny Brown. Sweet. Hey. Hey. Yeah. You see what Check. I'm talking about? I shoot like Apollo, hot like the balcony at the Apollo. I set trend towards follow. Brown like skydiving, but on the goggles. You will nigga study what I offer. Arms too short, my reach like Tarver. Yeah. Got butter like George Washington Carver. Got the mother of your baby in the fourth book. The air legs look like saucer. I used to chop rocks on the saucer. Get up in your bitch stomach like monsters. Messy boy smelling you sitting in the truck. Now ain't that some whole ass shit? Like the third little piggy stacking up bricks on the big bad whoop. Blowing on sticks. I'm a young cocky nigga, can't tell me shit. Fuck with the white, I'll call me interracial Fit like the porn star, getting niggas facial Beat cases and never tell me My niggas got cheese like Lambo Field Need a turn up under that white beater Makes I used to sleep by a kerosene heater Wishing I could get some hey, little Caesar hey. And while I rhyme tight like Scrooge and Belisa I lean them like the Tower of Pisa I seen them like the dry cleaners now you got a permanent press, cause nigga touching Danny Brown like touching a ref. That's like touching yourself, cause nigga fucking Danny Brown like fucking yourself. Spent 900 on the Louis V belt. But what's the priceless? Leave niggas lifeless. Don't eat niggas like steak fries. Don't get two beasts like Popeyes. I'm just saying, and the caddy so good, blow clutch with my baby, my new baby daddy. Black like no one else can When you hear brown, no one else can Watching like the other folks Wake us on the court And I'm number 24 Y'all niggas hoes Only see me locked up Strapping over dope Cause I'm rolling white hoes With my no-go Good shit Fuck bro-bro Wake and black days Look like the broken dope bro Think that ain't when it is You'll be standing on the corner Selling KDD Nigga could put a lot in you like the 80 kid. 
So what's up? I'm Jeff Weiss, and I'm here with uh, MC No Can Do. I'm No Can Do, and I'm here with Jeff Weiss. <laughs> and, this uh, is Shots Fired. Our guests on the White Rapper episode are the DJ producer House Shoes. Yes, that's me. I'm House Shoes, and I'm also Caucasian. <laughs> and uh, I got my, my fellow Blodian cohort, Bus Driver. Hello, am I in the right place? What up? <laughs> so, as mentioned, the topic is the white rapper, and I think we should probably just start off. Uh, well, maybe start at the the genesis of white rappers. Uh, not well, maybe Deborah Harry <laughs> from uh, Rapture. Did you ever hear that song? Nah, not at all. Well, that was the first actually. Fat Five Freddy. <laughs> yeah, she was the first like pers- white person that ever basically like. I think there might have been a few people like in uh, the Bronx. Random yeah. outliers. Was it where they like really white Puerto Ricans? Because that doesn't count. Like Cameron Diaz can say nigga and rap, and I'll be down. <laughs> I'm all about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but she was basically the first one that got shine, and she did uh, the Rapture song, and she shouted out Fat Five Freddy. Oh, really? Yeah. Can we play a little bit of that? Yeah, we can. We can do that. All right. And this is what Bass got. This is what Bass got. And she like gives that nigga a dab. And he's like, all right. Street cred. But Bass got's in the video? Yeah. What's amazing with the video, did you ever see that show Today's Special? <laughs> it looks like that. I just watch Japanese anime, bro. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Oh, uh, eating cars. She's styling on niggas right now. Eating cars? Eating cars, my nigga. <laughs> Man, she was a big inspiration on camp. <laughs> she basically said that she's on that Molly. <laughs> I'm on that Molly painting paintings like Dolly. She's just on it. She's murdering it. What the fuck is eating a car? I mean, I guess that means she's... What, did you eat Molly? Yo, that shit was ill to me. You know, I didn't understand that when I, when I, uh, when I saw it as a child, but uh, it took me years to process all those lines you just woke up out of your sleep like holy <laughs> shit it took me a long time i was like oh shit okay you That's... just woke up out of your sleep like she said she set the 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 bar for abstractions and yeah uh, ram lz I, that was that few was years later that was better than a lot of the white rappers now though i have to say yeah yeah it's yeah better than it's better than creation yeah well better than creation yeah i think i think uh speak wrote that too <laughs> Speak wrote that from inside his daddy's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now uh, then, basically, so then there were I don't think very many white rappers for there was like a lot of novelty rap records like Rodney Dangerfield had a rapping rap- Rodney, rapping Rodney. I had that shit. <laughs> and Joe Piscopo, I think, had a rap record. Oh Jesus Christ, he did. <laughs> he did. And uh, there was there was that guy, uh, you know, on K Day, but Bobby Jimmy and the Critters. And Russ Parr, he was making like novelty records. Is he, he white though? Hilarious. Was he? Was Russ Parr white? I think he we might can, be mixed. We can, we can he might Google, be Google that guy. <laughs> Look yeah. at all these roaches surrounding me every day. <laughs> oh, that's well, that, 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 that you had weird Al. You had weird. I didn't know that fucking Bobby Jimmy was Russ Parr until like five years ago. Really? Yeah, me too. It's, I didn't know what was happening. All right. I was like, like Bobby Jimmy. That's... Thank God he got that job. <laughs> 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 and then kind of. The Beastie Boys, obviously. Yeah. The Beastie Boys did it right. Beastie Boys were dope. I remember really liking the music and I liked the I liked the feeling, but I like I never fucked with like No Sleep Till Brooklyn. 
I fucking hated that record. I like Paul Revere was my shit. You know well, what I'm saying? Paul Revere, like on some production shit. That's just like, why yeah. did you? Do, how did you turn it backwards? Like, you know, it was amazing. What uh? What, why why didn't you fuck with No Sleep Till Brooklyn? I was not. I could. I fucking hated rock and roll. Oh, okay. I hated that shit. Because mm. me being a white motherfucker that's been fucking with hip hop since like '82, mm-hmm. like all the white kids were like, "What the fuck is your problem?" Yeah. My family. Yeah. Not like my mom's was always, you know, like, just like what you like. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But my brother listened to all that shit. So yeah. I wanted to make sure I didn't listen to or like anything my brother liked. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> fuck all that shit. I was straight fucking hip hop, tunnel vision. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then through hip hop, you know, motherfuckers don't give hip hop credit, man. Hip hop has introduced so many people to so many styles of music. Yeah, yeah. It definitely, it definitely. But fuck, no sleep till Brooklyn, yo. <laughs> you still, you still hate that song? No sleep till. Like that shit was, that shit gave me a fucking headache. Um, I mean, you and your brother could have bonded could, off of that shit. Man. That was why they were so I wasn't popular. Trying to bond though. with my brother, dog. <laughs> they got, they, they were the, well, they were the first ones to get that like frat boy money, which all these white rappers now are kind of getting. That's which, what, which, which they, they can't, they can't get a hold. The white rappers now can't get a hold of that frat boy money. Yeah, they can. Ooh, how on a, on a permanent basis? Nah. Mac Miller? Mac Miller? Really? He's richer than Donald Trump. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't. I didn't even know Mac Miller really existed. I he thought he was. He just had a, a number one album, Independent. Really? Yeah. Is that from Frat he Boy sold Money? The, Mac Miller had the most copies sold by an independent record since the Dog Pound's Dog Food. Oh my it's god! Fact. I think the key to a lot of that shit, like Beastie Boys getting it popping so hard, and it's just, it's really, really, really harmless. I think a lot of white folks was fucking terrified of black people back in the day. Well, mm. You know what I'm saying? And you mm. give them some shit like the Beastie Boys and you can cash in on the on the fucking template of rap music yeah. but take the fear out of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. At the same time, I feel like that fear was is what made a lot of it a lot of rap music successful. Yeah, and so yeah it, like NWA and shit. Yeah, it was like taboo. Yeah, I he, see that. I well, Beasties see that. had the Run DMC cosign too, which at that point was yeah. it was gold. Like, I mean, you couldn't get a better cosign. And I mean. they were basically the white Run DMC. So, like, you know, it's I, I, like here's the thing: when you're buying records for your kids at Christmas, you buy them CDs or whatnot. And let's say you're like, you know, an old conservative white lady in the '80s, late '80s, early '90s, or whatever. And you're like, all right, there's these guys and there's those guys, same label, same for as far as you know, the music sounds the same. It just sounds like you see, you're gonna buy some, just <laughs> so you so buy some Father MC records. You might just walk around and buy the white guys, you know, maybe, right. and then you know, yeah, and then. You know, and it was ingenious at the same time for them not to even be on the cover of the record. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the first record was the fucking plane crashing into the fucking mountain and yeah, shit. And they're not, on, they're not on Paul's boutique either. Right, you're right. Really? Paul's Boutique was... Man, License Ill was a shit, but Paul's Boutique, man, Jesus Christ. Just on some production, like, that shit was... That shit was fucking bananas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Bananas. Favorite, so my, where did we go after the beast? After that, well, then they had... When they did Check Your Head, and I, that's when I stopped fucking with them. I fucked with Get It Together, but then they got into, like, the real white boy shit. Like, let's make, like, <laughs> college party rock type shit. Like, not party rock, but just... It was like rock and roll rap uh, shit. Like, like what's, what's Hella what's Nasty. I did not like that shit. Because I don't remember that. What's the single from that? Sabotage. So what you want. Oh, Sabotage? Yeah, nah. Well, check Sabotage! I might have listened to that check shit your... like one and a half times in my life. Yeah, Check Your Head, the single was uh, What You Want. And then... Uh, for L Communication, it was get it together, get it together, and sabotage and uh, root down. Okay. I think the uh, the Beastie Boys are a real important kickoff for white acts and rap music because uh, it seems to me that America always thought the rap music was supposed to be 
the uh, interpretation of black culture. It's supposed to be the filter, the most accessible filter of it. And so a big thing with rap was that authenticity was such a big, was like one of the major tenets, it still is a major tenets of rap. And uh, I think Beastie Boys kept that intact, stay true to what was their right. culture, you know what I mean, rather than trying to emulate uh, what they thought black people would do or well, wanted to do. That was so interesting. Cool, because the next group that was big was Third Base, who were kind of the opposite almost of the Beastie Boys. Well, they're, 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 they're a two-sided coin. Yeah. You had MC Search, who was admittingly just like going black with it. Mm-hmm. He just, you know, he was he 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 wasn't going rogue. He was going he was going black. Yeah, yeah he would like would freestyle yeah. at those spots in like New York, like back yeah. in the day. Like that, he hated the Beastie Boys so much because they were yeah. never there. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So I'm everywhere. You ain't never there, kind of thing. Like I'm in the hood. Yeah. You're not. Oh, that's tight. Well, because also then Def Jam. What happened was the Beastie Boys left to go to Capitol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, then we gotta find some more white boys. Yeah, and then Russell Simmons is <laughs> like, we need some new white, white boys. Hole. Yeah, Pause. yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Definitely, you- and also for a good, a real good fucking history lesson, not just on the white boy shit, but just rap period. That fucking uh, big payback. Oh yeah, oh, big shit. payback by Dan Charnas. Really that shit good is book. like the yeah. I'm, oh yeah, that's the bible of fucking rap music, yo. Really, like, I've read that shit three times. It's like eight hundred pages long. Also, oh, yeah. thir- third base notable for uh, the first <laughs> white boy versus white boy beef versus Vanilla Ice. Ice. We should probably play Pop Goes the Weasel. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah play, play Pop Goes right the Weasel. This is uh, basically in a in a desire to kind of get their own street cred. Third base decided to diss Vanilla Ice, who was became like basically the first. He was the most popular rapper probably of all time at, at that point. Yeah. Trivia question. Uh, what rapper that is incredibly relevant still today debuted on a third base record? Zeblovex. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Zeblovex, MF Doom. Gas face. His verse is super ill on that. Yeah. It was like my favorite part. I hated this <laughs> shit too. I did hate I love third base, but this shit was corny. Pete Nice Nice with his big ass fucking throne in the middle of an intersection in half of the videos that shit was hard as fuck they had like the the Jim Carrey Vanilla Ice looking (laughs) and the sidebar you know what Pete Nice did when he got out of rap like motherfucker designs baseball stadiums baseball cards but then he there was a big Sports Illustrated article about like he was selling like bogus merchandise oh word yeah it's a crazy article it's one of the best reported stories. Sweet. You can't, you, he nice was a crook. Hey, man, you can't take the street out of him, man. Hey, Search would be dancing his motherfucking ass off in the videos, too. Yeah. I, I, it was I hilarious. Never liked it. I never liked it. It always frightened me. It was kind of spooky. <laughs> with, with the ill-fitting clothes. It just didn't look right, you know? It was like, because you wanted to, uh, I mean, with with his with his weight class, you're like, oh, it's like Heavy D, but then it wasn't. Right. He was just He was just wrong. Yeah, it did feel kind of funny. <laughs> Brooklyn Queens. But, like, props to Yo, you get You remember the beginning of the fucking Brooklyn Queens video when the chick walks up to Pete Nice? And she's like, yo, she's trying to holler at him and shit, and he pulls a big knot out of his pocket. Oh, He's like, yes. yo, uh, you give me any of this money? She's like, no. He's like, well, step off then. Like, he was <laughs> wow. going hard, yo. Hard on a bitch. Like, <laughs> he was going hard. hard. Like, yo, that that's... That's that's crazy. <laughs> I think that was revolutionary for like. I mean, it probably wasn't, but in my mind, I want to think that I was like revolutionary for white guys. They're like, man, like, 
I can objectify women and like flash money <laughs> right. and it's okay. Right. It's passable. I don't have to, you know what I mean? I don't have to play it down. I can be flashy and brass and, right. and it's okay, you know. And, and then, you know, fucking years later, nigga, we get Ryan Lochte, nigga. <laughs> 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 Oh, yeah, I, third third base were really like they're really studied. I think what freaked me out about third base is that there were two archetypes, and they were they they never like stepped out of their roles. Right. So third base kind of freaked me out because they were really manufactured to me. I was, right. I was like, I don't like. I mean, I thought they were dope, but I was like. Like what's wrong? With yeah, it wasn't. Nice? It was never fluid. Yeah, and it was, and it was one record. Yeah, they yeah. put out other. They, you know, they had the so remix we, shit, and then yeah. they had the derelicts of dialect, yeah. and it was some joints. But just Cactus album was a really cohesive, good record to me. And then it was like nothing after that. He yeah, did sign yeah. Nas to that first publishing deal, so he gets. He, some... No, I mean, Search gets all the props for yeah. them. if the you know if he wasn't involved in that Nas record, there would have been no Illmatic. You know, he yeah, yeah. he picked wow. all he picked all the beats. Oh yeah, Search yeah. picked all the beats for Illmatic. Oh, yeah. that's beautiful. Yeah, so that's crazy. Yeah. So thank you, Search. Yeah, and like there was that lineup with Jay Z. Like, know I who got paid? Dog. Search Light Publishing. Publishing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and then uh, well, then Vanilla Ice came, and that was. I mean, I think that was the first. Obviously, you had Beastie Boys, but that was the first. Like, he wasn't mixing rock. That was just pure rap. Yeah, but he had that crazy false backstory where he was like a motocross champion. I think you, you got to put Vanilla Ice in the context of the era of rap that he came yeah, up in definitely. you know because that that dictated hammer. what he did you know what was going on with you know the rico suave was huge that song was huge he had hammer and it was just it yeah was, marky it was, mark was right around the time too mm-hmm. was that before did that it was right that? after vanilla it was right after yeah. yeah it was right after yeah yeah marky mark went rogue from the new kids <laughs> because of that there was a great story about that i want like uh marky mark they wanted him to be in new kids and he was like nine or something <laughs> And he told, and he told like them he was like nine years old or ten years old. He's he like, like, "Fuck off!" He's like, "No, I want to do hip hop." Hey, fuck off! Go back into your car. Yo, one of the speaking of the whole white boys like getting at each other. The, one of the greatest things ever. Oh my god! The first time that M was on, I think TRL TRL Live or whatever that MTV shit was. Like right when this shit came out, Marky Mark. Well, Mark Wahlberg was on the show <laughs> talking about a movie he had coming out. Fear starring Reese Witherspoon. And they were talking wow. to him and they talked to him like, how you doing today? He's like, oh, you know, I'm great. I'm just out here with this, you know, this nice funky bunch. <laughs> Ah, and, yeah. and Mark Wahlberg's face was just, he was so sour, yo. He's yeah. like, I want to fucking punch this little smart ass. I, th- I think Mark Wahlberg will fuck him in the up in a fist fight. I don't know. He, he, he like challenged Samberg to a thing, didn't really? he? Where like, he like, because Samberg was making fun of him on that like Marky Mark sketch on SNL. Yeah, he doesn't fuck around. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, heard, I heard stories back in the day. I got a homie from Boston that was just like, they, they told me like yeah like oh they diss they, they diss you on the radio station so like they would go up to the radio station and like on some Wu-Tang shit and like like Marky Mark would smack up a DJ <laughs> <laughs> like you know like, I can respect that yeah like it's crazy fine actor as well yeah, so, so about back to the Vanilla Ice yeah thing. back to well basically Vanilla Ice I always thought like kind of got was the first one to really kind of like not well, the Beastie Boys were still cool but like I remember like first time I heard about Vanilla Ice I was 10 years old mm. my dad told me about Vanilla Ice mm. yeah he was like you you know that that's gonna fucking end horribly yeah. your dad tells you about <laughs> a I was like and I heard about him like you know at school like four months later I was like this is awesome yeah <laughs> I bought it to the extreme nah I'm not I, good I don't know what, what, um, what Ice really did that really messed with everybody was that he completely 
fabricated his backstory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He 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 kind of. Uh, positioned himself like oh I'm from the hood he got stabbed he was from my, yeah. uh, the hood of Miami and, and then, I mean yeah. he would say shit like of course I'm from the hood look how I dance <laughs> wow you know? like like, what's more that's like, Ron Burgundy so, <laughs> he's like the first Rick Ross <laughs> yeah he's Rick he Ross from he's Miami. from Miami right. <laughs> you know he's fabricating his backstory yeah and like to me like that signified like the big insecurity with white rappers yeah. you know what I mean cause it was like it's, it goes back to that authenticity thing where, like, authenticity in rap is, like, the black experience and having an attachment to it. Yeah. Here here was this pop star. It was like, I'm attached to it. Right. I'm real. I'm yeah. dancing and looking at my hair, and I got niggas who are with me. I'm completely there. And it's like, you know. <laughs> and this like, shit was Alice in Wonderland. It was. And, like, but, like, that. There was nothing that was true. Nah, man. Like, he wasn't, like, the white kid that grew up in the Dog, black his name was Robert Van Winkle. What rhymes with Van Winkle? His name is Robert Van Winkle. Though. I ain't no yeah, fucking. I think we should watch the the. the I, I, we should watch the uh, the Jim Carrey. Have you seen in Jim hey, Carrey? Wait, hold on. Have you seen an apartment with a mailbox that says Van Winkle on it? I've never been to the hood. I've like, never been. The only the time Van I've Winkles. heard seen those two words in anything is fucking the headless horseman. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey. But I will say that Ice Ice Baby. I bought. I'm not gonna front. I bought the cassette single. Yeah, I might have stole did. it. Yeah. But that was the the first song in my life that was so hot that the radio station in the D played that shit for like three hours straight. Yeah. One song, yo. No. Yeah, you're right. One song. For three hours. For three hours. <laughs> they would dog. do that in Los Angeles too. Nigga, were they on crack? What, how do you do that? <laughs> dog, that record was selling like a million copies yeah, a day for a period of time. <laughs> like they, the plants couldn't even catch up. They had to outsource shit to other plants. To... There's not even that many white people. I don't believe you. I wish. <laughs> There's not. Three hours a day? Like it was a huge. million? It was huge. It was huge? Yeah. It was beyond huge. See, like, around that time, when did Chris Cross and Joe you got to fuck with this book. That was, like, 92, I think. You got to fuck with this book, dog, because they tell all these stories and that shit, yeah. like, from the root. And the you very, know what the very famous, What's the name uh, of the book again? Big Payback. Suge Knight. Payback. Well, Suge Knight got the publisher. Apparently, it was written by a guy that Suge Knight, like, represented this before Death Row. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there was the famous story where he shook, he held him out the window for his publishing. Huh? Yeah? You be making all that money, you can't get a bodyguard? <laughs> The fuck? Your bodyguard couldn't stop Suge Knight, though, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, well, so then I was going to say yeah, we should Oprah, play the... Oh, Suge Knight was like Megatron. Well, basically, <laughs> so then, like, after... Well, after Vanilla Ice blew up, there was this, like... It's like there's been, like, uh, several white rap, like, booms where, like, basically one white rapper blows up and then the label executives are like, well, we need to get another white rapper. You yeah, know, get like, on the white train. Mm-hmm. So then there was, like, uh, you know, House of Pain. But that, I mean, that was right in the aftermath. You had Marky Mark. Jesse James was on Delicious Vinyl. Jesus. Who? who uh, <laughs> every time he says Jesse James, we might, we might need to play because it's just so. This was, all right, so oh, Jesse James, God. I want to play this. This was a. Uh, this was basically Asher Roth. His whole life was from the record. College girls are easy. Hey, Jesse James, uh, Hollywood yeah. is hard though. It's not. This is a totally different Jesse James. Yeah, Don't get it confused. This, this was like this was a big. This was a uh, big hit on the box. Circa '92. On the box. On the box. Music television you control. Yeah. <laughs> I, I only bought two things on the box. It was ever. It was like both Bell Biv DeVoe videos. <laughs> Tight. Yeah, I got in trouble for ordering shit on the box. What's up with Michael Bivens? Always so fucking with the kids, so man. What? What is he doing? What the I'm kids? just saying. He always had these. I always felt funny. It was always yeah. little nine-year-old boys rapping and singing like. <laughs> Because of 10. I mean, you know, his office was just like a jumper. Like, <laughs> come into my office! 
office. It's like his office <laughs> was pony right next to the McDonald's with a slide and the uh, all the balls. Just and slide into his office. <laughs> slide into his office. Come to my office and play with the balls. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Michael oh, Bivens. Yeah, listen yeah. to this horrible shit. He was man. trying to be Luke. He was trying to be Luke for college kids. It's fucking Vanilla Ice, yo. Like, and it's over the low. Like, listen to the whole the whole cadence. You can turn this off now. Well, they have Blood of Abraham, too. That was Easy E's group. Yeah. Who were better they were, than that? They were Jewish they, bloods. Yeah. Yeah. They were from like Denver Staff Lanes. from the steeple. They're from the valley. They're from. They went to Birmingham High School. That's tight. Jews. Uh, Jews. Uh, Bloods of Abraham. Sorry. <laughs> Freudian slip. <laughs> they were Jews of the East Side. Jews of rap. Jews of Compton. <laughs> nah, I, I give I give props to Blood Abraham because they were doing something specifically tailored to themselves. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, they were. I like. I, I like those. I, did, I didn't like the records that much, but I thought they were. Staff from the steeple was, was pretty good. Was it? Was it all yeah. about like the first five books of the Bible? What, like, I don't it, get it. It like, was a it. lot of paranoia, a lot of government conspiracy theorism, a lot of anti-Zionist. You know, talking against you know. Well, you had yeah. It was, it was also going on. Like third base was like that. And then you had young black teenagers. That was oh, well, they, yeah, young, young black teenagers had problems too. Hey, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah, come on, there young were, black yeah. teenagers. There were white yeah. guys called well, young I black mean, teenagers. you know what? I think we're it's really five kids with broken mirrors. Yeah, it was, it was a that whole time of rap was all like you had all these reactionary groups who yeah. were like, we love rap. Now we do it. You know what I mean? And it's like... Oh, oh, like now? Yeah. It, you know, it's because rap, rap in the 90s, late 80s and 90s got so big that it just like, it took over the minds of just this whole swath was, of the country. It was not uh, just a music, you know I mean? it was an entire identity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, and it went counter to what, you know, people were, were being fed and certain, you know, yeah. white kids were being fed. So like... Yeah, it was like Guns N' Roses and like hair metal. Yeah, it's just like rock and roll back in the day. I mean, hip hop yeah. is the fucking rock and roll of fucking our generation. You know what Definitely, I mean? Definitely, 100%. 100%. Mm. Except, except it comes with a built-in backstory that you have to satisfy somehow. Right. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, like, oh, I'm kind of, like, I'm half black. I'm a quarter, 16th black. So like, you know, like, that's why my hair is like this. Can't you tell? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like... Which is which is really weird. I have black friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had to you had to have a cosign. That was why, like you know, that that's was crazy. You had to have a cosign. You, you had to have a black had, cosign, especially in the nineties. Yeah. Like, oh, I had a black like, teacher in third public, grade. Public Enemy was young black teacher teenagers cosign. Yeah, actually, that that's still the standard to yeah. which is weird. Even it's Machine Gun Kelly with Puffy is his cosign. Even uh, what's his name? Yeah, uh, but I don't see I, Azalea. Yeah, Ti. To keep it to keep it one hundred, for one. I, like I think now, I don't think that black cosine is as important as it was back then. Shit. If you're trying to look at Mac Miller, Wiz Khalifa, you can go still. If you're trying to have, I think it's just some style shit. But there's I don't think it's, there's white rap shit that is completely non authentic, and they don't give a fuck about being authentic. Like I don't think Mac Miller, he's just made, no. you know, this, that's not no fucking real hip hop yeah. shit. He's a little white kid that like but likes hip hop. He and loves it. Shit. He like wants to rap over like Son of Berserk and like Lord right. Finesse, you know, but. Yeah, well, I mean, that, well, with a dude like like MGK, like I, I think MGK, no matter what he did, if if he if he if if he didn't have a black cosign, his shit would still be popular. Um, like, you know, I think it I saw work. some footage of him for the first time a couple months ago, and I wasn't mad. I'm not, not gonna I'm not gonna turn this shit on and be riding out to it, but I wasn't well, mad at it. I was like, damn, he could rap his motherfucking ass off, weird. honestly. Well, yeah, to keep it 100. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, and, but he can't rap his ass off like M could. No, nah, but is, nobody can. <laughs> 
But which is great though, because I think that like it shows that our country is getting a little bit further with this whole the whole idea of the white rapper thing. Yeah. Is that right, white rapper thing is because uh like he's the first to me he's the first white rapper that doesn't have to be superhuman. Right. People just like him for his style, his you know his swag. So right now we're about to get into one of our guest songs. We're gonna get into bus drivers. Take this step with me and never come back. Featuring Tara Lopez, released on Hellfire Club, Big Dada, and Ninja Tune Records. Let's go. Pure grass clippers, uh, a grass clippers, uh, a grass clippers, yeah. Los Angeles hell, fuck a club driver, uh, 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 uh. America's intestinal walls are bleeding. Thank conservative fringe groups, they snitch and poop up at the town hall meeting. But so what? This is Groundhog Evening. One to ten to the 86 pew pop against some gradient of you shot. When it's rise to the grayscale, we just raise hell. What better you're safety with a loofah? I'm gonna die in this music pop. The rest of London insists that this doofus budge. I don't pop champagne, I pop the mucus plug. The head marked with a bluish smudge. As I add to this key car collage, we don't have no free car garage. Just a perpetual lack of dopamine. What the purpose of the black you go between? So I'm like, for your artist roster. To every one of these target shoppers, I'm well respected. I'm Jarvis Carver. Give me my French duvet and creme brulee. I'll rub a jacket on grandma's shoes. And accessorate the camera crew with cartwheel yoga I fart until service every time I fart the art deals in the coda I'm dead after this I raise the roof like a debt ceiling I'm in debt to ceiling My feelings cycle feels like death dealing At the funeral part of a pseudo-armor's homespun I spend a chunk of time poking fun At the sluggish response to a smoking gun Treating my twenties like I was in Logan's run Turned thirty then awoke and chum Yeah, with strained tonsils, one game console and broken thumbs Good one, driver. Hold in one. Shots fired. Yeah. Listeners can support Shots Fired directly by donating to this show. You can go to Earwolf.com slash donate to contribute to Shots Fired and other great Earwolf programs. If you sponsor the studio for a day, we'll thank you on an upcoming episode of Shots Fired, plus you'll receive a signed thank you letter. We appreciate your generosity to keep this show and others free for our listeners. You can find out more about how to contribute by visiting Earwolf.com forward slash donate. Now back to Shots Fired. Pow! Shots Fired! Hey, we're back to Shots Fired. We're talking about white rappers. We're here with House Shoes and Bus Driver. Wait, wait, wait. We, we should go on the time. Yeah. To, yeah. Whatever Jeff was getting yeah. at, because he's working his way to something. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll repeat. I don't know what it is yet, but I'm getting there. I'll, I'll he's, repeat he's everything. Got a plan. That I, I have a said. plan. Don't I have a plan, and I'm going to get there with it. Let's edit all of that out, please. Yeah. All right. <laughs> no, well, basically, it was also like the early 90s. It, was all, it became such a phenomenon that you had actors that were rapping, and then actors and famous like, like Chili T. Who's was, that? Uh, that was Phil Knight of Nike's son. And oh, he had a deal. Wow. And should we play? Should we play that? Play some chili tea. No, yeah, play some chili tea. All right. Wow, you win. Like eight seconds. I've I've never heard this in my life. They give me the mic and let me get on down. I keep the Jesus Christ, He don't be fucking around. <laughs> His dad owned Nike. <laughs> I just want to be a part of his entourage. That's all. I just want to get some shoes. Alright, I'm turning this off. Yes. This enough of this. That's painful. No. Well, then you had you see you had that. Then you had David Faustino, who was Bud Bundy on Married with Children. I knew David Faustino. He was he was he ran all of like the biggest LA hip hop club for a minute. Did you ever go to Ballistics? 
No, I was too young. But yeah, I'm not that old. Yeah. That sounds that sounds a little intense. Come to ballistics. It was like, like in, it was at the Roxy above the uh, on the rocks in, in uh, West Hollywood. Really? Yeah. His crew was the Outlaws. <laughs> was it? Yeah. You should, uh, ben Westoff wrote an LA Weekly article. It's good. It was a cover story. Like about Tupac's Outlaws? Um, they weren't the same Outlaws. <laughs> yeah. They're oh. a bunch of barely nondescript black men <laughs> who acted as you know street cred, you know um, slash. Slash bodyguards. Then, yeah, yeah, you had slash nannies. <laughs> <laughs> you know who else rap was? Uh, was was Corin Nemec, who was Parker Lewis can't lose. Wow, really? He also, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, he was trying to rap. He, there was a little thing in the source once. It was like uh, he rapped at somebody's birthday party or something, and they're like, "Yo, he's got skills," yeah. <laughs> you know, with a Z. Ninety man, nineties wow. <laughs> rap was so crazy. It was just so like not no pun intended white hot because it was just like <laughs> there's so much shit going on like you had you had you had I mean Clinton was like directly referenced Sister Soldier and was like this you know this bitch is she's crazy you know and like he he like like they were directly like the government was directly taking action against rap so it was like it was yeah such well a, then there was a Tupac thing with the the shooter and with a state trooper in Texas yeah but it it didn't trump the uh, the uh, the uh, cop killer uh, no thing. the cop the killer ice, yeah the went, Not, that, that shook Tom crazy. Warner yeah, yeah. Uh, really? Yeah. They, they like shut that that record down and like took it off the shelf and like because he was saying, "Oh, kill cops! I'm gonna kill me a cop! I'm gonna kill me a cop!" Pop, pop, pop. I don't know. I, I forget the song, but it was. I mean, he's called Cop Killer, right? <laughs> no, well, it, it, it was it was from his rock band Body Count, which uh, is ironic, and uh, the song was called Cop Killer, but. Yeah. But it, it was crazy. It was like. Does Ice T count as a white rapper? He looks like he looks like a, he he looks like an octoroon. <laughs> well, you know who else got a deal that was uh like. Uh, hooligans, which was Alchemist, mm-hmm. oh. and, and, uh, and Scott Con, yeah, the actor Scott Con, yeah, James Con, son of shit, yeah, they're from Beverly Hills, and they were. You said, that with, you said that with a lot of pride, right there. <laughs> yeah, and they're from uh, Beverly Hills. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, they were everywhere. They were like everywhere in a three block radius between Doheny and uh, La Cienega. Nice. <laughs> Their first song was dope. Yeah, it was. It was good. Was there record, Put your hands up. Play that. Was there record? Yeah. Was there record? Yeah. Yeah. It was on Tommy Boy. Yeah. Was there record release well, party were, at like, Lori's or something? Well, they, had, they had a they had a co-sign from Soul Assassins because Muggs co-signed them. Nice. And, and then Cypress Hill. Yeah. Put your hands up. And this was, this was one of those box videos. It's in the box all the time. The but box? they never got their album put out because it was just a single and they d- it didn't it didn't chart. That's my uncle talking. <laughs> I think DJ Lethal made this. Oh yeah, (laughs) back in your ass with the repercussion. (laughs) (laughs) I used to rap like on beats like this all day when I was (laughs) thirteen. This shit is so House of Pain. It's ridiculous. He's styling. Sound like crisscross. Yeah, there's absolutely no purity in his voice. They were fourteen years old. That's that. they were the, they were hey, the, this shit just makes me want to fucking wear a beanie and kick it in the sewer, nigga. That's that. <laughs> that's that. That's that uh, flannel beanie. That's that no dick hair rap. <laughs> Raider Raiders jacket. I think I see a pubie. I think I see a pubie. <laughs> <laughs> I fucked with this song. That was a good. That was, oh shit. Then you have Brian Austin Green, who was rapping over L.A.J. and Farside beats. Man, the funny thing, man, when he came out. This cat I used to fuck with, uh, Beach, who was on the Welcome for Welcome to Detroit joint. 
Brian Austin Green came out and he was mad as fuck. He thought he was on some whole conspiracy shit, like because he sounded just like Beach. No, the beat sounded the fucking like it was the same tip on the beats. Some of the samples were the same and shit. Yeah, his album was called One Stop Carnival. Yeah, which is the worst title. Worst one stop. What does that mean? It means you stop once and it's a whole carnival there. <laughs> well, it was. <laughs> <laughs> It's like you, a, it was, it was can't big, go back either. It was inspiration on uh, future. <laughs> oh like, shit! Yeah, no, they. Uh, he wasn't bad though, honestly. No, I'll play. Should we play? We yeah, play should, a little. We play, play the, play the you send me you, jazz mix. All right. That was my shit. Okay. That was my shit. Jazz mix. I'm gonna start doing my Jamal sample. L A J on the beat. I'm bringing back the extended jazz mixes in my songs. Right. With the sax player. Remember the the breaker one nine common joint with yeah hell yeah. Oh my god. Oh, right here. <laughs> Ooh, this is my shit, dog. I used to play this shit at St. Andrews, dog. <laughs> Instrumental. Because <laughs> the bars were just too friendly. Yeah. <laughs> friendly bars. That's funny. That filter about to come in. This is a Joey Badass song. <laughs> Shots fired. He kind of sounds a little bit like uh, Quasimodo. <laughs> I was gonna say MC Light. It's quasi Moto. <laughs> Austin Moto. <laughs> I love that beat back in the day, man. On a whole separate note, this is now, right now. We, we've come back to this place. Okay, that's right. Mac Miller. Uh, yeah, yeah, that is exactly Mac Miller. Alright, alright, just turn this off, though. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait, wait, hold on. Be, 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 be serious. Shoot your computer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, you guys out there, I'm sorry. It was also N2 Deep, but I'm not going to play Back to the Hotel. Don't you ever, because that is the worst <laughs> song ever. In, God, yo, that is one of my top five. Like, I just couldn't understand how anybody ever liked that. Was it was right after that? Rum Shaker. Were, were those white dudes, or I thought those were Mexican dudes? I think They're Mexican, one, I think. I think one might have been white. It was so bad that they one call of them had to be white. They had the line in the <laughs> song. I, they actually had a line in the song. Hey, little full rap, fool. I gotta get some new cock. <laughs> they were trying to make that the slang term. Awesome. Hey, that's girls. a whole nother fucking episode about how in the fucking <laughs> it was a failed slang. in the early nineties and the late eighties, <laughs> cock meant vagina to like the urban youth. But I swear to God, one time I opened Only one I of my knew. uncle's porn magazines and they're like, you know, it was like I saw the word cock and it wasn't what I thought it was. I was like, oh no. I've been using the same word for, for your penis. <laughs> I can't use this. Alright. <laughs> next topic. Continuing. Please. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next topic. Uh yeah, who, I mean, that was it was just a weird house of pain was probably the only one that really kind of did it you know successfully and they, they and they used the word because they weren't they trying the to be cracker. anything else than they were I think well they did anyone know they were from LA <laughs> I don't think anyone knew they were from LA Everyone I thought, thought, they, were I thought they were from Boston. Boston no they were not from Boston they were from like Southgate they're from Southgate wow I think some not they were from LA that's tight that's dope or, maybe it wasn't, well, it wasn't Southgate well, I don't think it was Southgate to keep it real Everlast is a bit of an OG you know he was a mm-hmm. yeah. syndicate yeah. in the 80s that's true and uh and I think what he got, I think, I think because he was so deep in the game, he felt more confident where he can reference his own roots. He can, you know, yeah. they can come out being on some Irish shit, which was a good marketing slant, and you know, it made more sense for them. And you know, it, to me, that they they more pulled from the Beastie Boys model, and that yeah. they, you know, they didn't they weren't trying to be. I mean, they were blackish, but they, they were, weren't they weren't trying to be mega black. Yeah, you know they were. I mean? well, they, he was side there. I don't think Southgate. I think they're from LA. I think Cypressville. Get confused, but they I, were they were. They also. I mean, they did have the coast on a Cypressville, which definitely helped them out. I think being able to pull on any specific culture when you are something, when you're like, you know, like I am 
you know, this person, but I am from Belize or whatever, you know. Some lethal was Latvian. He's from he's Latvian. That's he even Latvian. better, fool. Yeah. It's like the Eastern Eastern yeah, Europe is like, with them. It's like it's a like vampire. You don't. Yeah. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. That's gonna be that, some that, that's, yo, yeah, Lethal is I, a crazy dude, man. He yeah. is a wild motherfucker, yo. Like if you get a chance to hang out with that guy, yeah. it'll be one of the top five craziest experiences of your lifetime. <laughs> I don't even know if I want to do it now, <laughs> man. It's the way fun. you're saying that shit. Yeah, it's it's good. It's good. Like like okay, it's like Mike and I interview good. No, we ain't DMTing it up. We ain't we ain't seeing shit. Then we ain't going to the the, the happy place. Oh All my right. god! So then, well, then actually, uh, th- there was like the early early mid nineties, and then well, House Shoes is from Detroit, so he probably could tell me. But but then at that time, like Kid Rock was kind of like doing he was doing the job records, grit thing. sandwiches for breakfast. Yeah, he was. We had two. Well, he had two short was his co-star. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And that's tight. What was that like? What was Kid was Kid Rock uh, all around? Nah. Was he made fun of all the time? Nah. Just no one. Yeah. I mean, it was dope to have a cat from the crib, you know, on Jive Records. I was still a fucking, you know, I was, that was what, yeah. like fucking 91 yeah. type shit? It might have 89, 90. 89, 90. Yeah. So I wasn't really fucking with that shit, but it was cool, you know, that we had somebody from the crib mm-hmm. fucking with Short. You know, yeah. we all knew yeah. who the fuck Short was, you know. Everybody what I'm in the country, it's, yeah. It's, well, Mickey Avalon basically tried, just did, did that whole thing. Like the same exact thing that he was doing uh, really? like 10 years later. Well, we'll get to that, though. Yeah, so then, well, then there were, I think Ice kind of drew everyone. You couldn't be a white rapper for like six years. Right. He fucked it up for everybody. Yeah. It was like, you're not allowed anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember because I didn't even think that a white person could rap and not be made fun of, unless they were like the freak, like the Beastie Boys. Cold as Ice. Who's seen the movie? Oh, is it there's a movie? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah a fucking it's, movie. It's the worst movie. Oh, yeah, I remember damn that. Yeah. ever in life. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Well, he got clowned so cuz the in living color Jim Carrey, that that just ended his career. <laughs> yeah, it definitely did. The white white baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, that white ended baby. his career. Yeah. Cuz everyone was watching in living color then. I mean, they were they, they used to diss everybody. Uh, yeah. Hammer. Hammer. Yeah. Some mix a lot they made fun of. Joy not not out of love though. Not out of uh not out of spite. Mm-hmm. No, out of spite too. <laughs> yeah, maybe out of spite. It's okay. It was out of spite. <laughs> he did have my posse on Broadway. That was he a was, ridiculous song. I mean, it was it was, it was the most entertaining. Baby song. got back was ridiculous. That's I mean, hard. it was great. It was great, but it was it was so hilarious. I mean, how could you not? Yeah. Just lambast that shit, but it was, yeah. it was great. Then he had put him on the glass a few years later. Put him was on like, the glass. That was, best hey, that, was porn, that was porn for me, bro. Yeah. He's like, I got, a, I got a song about ass, now I got to have a song about titties. <laughs> yeah, that's the next step. You know? Covering all the bases. After Actually, that, he's the next one is about a uterus. <laughs> <laughs> my, next, my next one's called Vulva. <laughs> <laughs> and that was when he got dropped. <laughs> so, yeah, so there was like that, uh, I mean, that white rappers had to be underground rappers. Yeah. And then... I mean, were there so, any white rappers? So brought like Cage, like guys like Cage around, right? Was was Eminem the only white rapper in Detroit at that time, or were there other ones? Uh, <clears throat> he was the only one that mattered. Mm. There you go. Damn. In my opinion, damn. You know what I'm saying? When Proof started bringing M to the shop, man, that shit was ridiculous. And that was at St. Andrews back in the day. Nah, right? the hip hop shop. See, that's the thing. Like, you see, if you see Eight Mile, like Eight Mile is pretty much a non-fictional tale that they sprinkled some Hollywood shit on but the venue was basically a conglomeration of two different spots there, there weren't rap battles and shit at St. Andrews the club was St. Andrews on Friday nights and then the hip hop shop on 7 Mile on Saturday afternoons okay. that's where all the battles went down and cream of the crop like mm. fucking 
this motherfucker's to take your head off. You know what I'm saying? La mm. Peace, Swifty, fucking Elzai was up in that bitch when he was like 14 years old. Ridiculous. Same with, uh, you know, Alana Invincible was like mm-hmm. 15 years old up in that bitch taking heads off. Invincible. Shout out. Yeah, oh, yeah. real talk. White One rapper. Of, female white yeah, rapper. And she's super. got bars. Super, super bars. But yeah, M was... M was special, man. It mm. wasn't so. It was just so pure, and it was not none of that funny shit. You know what I'm saying? He was mm. just a bad motherfucker on the raps. They mm. were fucking. You ain't gonna win. Yeah. You ain't gonna win. Tight, tight, <laughs> you could try your best, but nah, it ain't gonna happen. That's amazing. For real, for real. What about in LA? Did any like white rap? Were there white rappers at the blowed? All right. So in my generation, like you should probably ask Bust this yeah. right after. But in my generation, uh, we had white rappers, but uh, a lot of them didn't want to be like those amazing white we had like a lot of cool guys like with this dude named like Joe Sue he was like a west side westchester dude and he was you know rapped about girls and smoking weed you know yeah. because it, it was basically like every white rapper would get battled so like you know and he would get battled a lot so we kind of changed he kind of postured himself to be like you know the party guy i guess you know right so, the one that does not have to battle exactly you know so um you know there there would be random like uh white guys that will pop up in the battle with Eminem style. And I was a battle rapper at the time, you know? And study, and I studied the fuck out of battle rap from guys like fucking M and Craig G and fucking, you know, uh, Idea and fucking, uh, you know, uh, a lot of a lot of dudes all over the fucking country at the time. Uh, and uh, I would just rip those dudes' heads off because I understood that, like, I mean, maybe something about me just figured, like, there's there was something about Eminem and just because you have a set him up knock him down style and you know are a little self self deprecating doesn't mean that you're bulletproof. M seemed a little bulletproof, right? You know, for real, for real. Like like he rebuttaled things and then had like freestyle ability, ability and then he had those you know those those that eight bar of writtens mm-hmm. that is going to tear you down in the last thirty seconds of that right. round that you know that all these kids all these other kids didn't get you know so yeah but uh, bus bus. In the in the nineties at in L A. In the nineties, my yeah. dude. In the late nineties, what, what were uh, were there like white rappers? I don't know. I wasn't sentient in the nineties. <laughs> really, nineties just kind of happened. Um, <laughs> um, I don't. You know what? It's weird. I think with white rappers, um, the thing. I feel like the tone of this whole shit right now is like there's like an authenticity thing. Like I said before, and like with me, class really really made a made the rappers make sense where they were you know um in the places where i saw them at so like in the good life you'd get a lot of you know white rappers that i became privy to who were you know from the hood as well or or from some kind of you know dire social uh straits but they um they represented a different side of the whole experience you know what i mean like you had circus from the shape shifters coming from Torrance and uh and Ugly Duckling weren't they from around there I don't know <laughs> I assume so they're from Long Beach, Long Beach. but yeah. but I, I didn't really run into them the only real white rapper who I really really like had some kind of link to was you know Circus or AWOL and Circus was a uh, anomaly because he did his own shit you know he would come to the good life and he had a whole different spin on shit that you know wasn't derivative of some black shit or some yada yada shit yeah. so people gave him props just I think, off the top for that I think LP might have been the first one that people took seriously like after Vanilla Ice white boys from the South Bay in Los Angeles I have to say they're like separate from Valley Guys and all that like cause my homie Joe Su, he was from 
South Bay. They 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 had their own separate authenticity. I think they they really always uh they always uh embraced the fact that they were really close to the beach and <laughs> they were, they yeah. they, were, they were super. They used the word bro, like they just bro, yeah like, you know they never they never <laughs> really faked it. Precursor to bruh. Yeah, they never really faked <laughs> well, it. Well, uh, you know what? To be completely fair, L.A. was a really mixed landscape rap-wise in the late 90s, early aughts when I was yeah. involved in it. It wasn't really like, it wasn't as ethnocentric as people would have you think, especially on the underground, especially on the battle circuit. You know, you had all kind of white boys, Asian boys. It didn't matter who you were. It was a real yeah. mixed bag. So I have, a, I have a real different take on shit because I never thought, you know, I thought it everyone could really have a stab at it you know what i mean of course white white boys had a harder time because of you know the white guilt looming over them <laughs> you know, it was a dark it was a dark cloud that was always you know ready to rain on them which is which makes sense but you know it was also unfortunate too but but um but um yeah there are a lot, there are a lot of tight white boys in la who never who are now selling insurance or or who now who probably have built this building I don't know I, like <laughs> <laughs> I, always, I always felt that with a lot of my white friends who did rap there was like a period there was like a grace period where they they dedicated themselves to the music and then they kind of sobered they kind of sobered up they had some kind of sobering experience and then they stopped you know mm-hmm. what I mean like you know like I'm one of the only friends of mine of my little multicultural mixed bag who's like still rapping because mm-hmm. I'm basically because I'm, I'm an idiot you know what I mean yeah. <laughs> but like a lot of my white friends I like, agree oh, no, no, like oh I'm gonna be a lawyer oh I'm gonna be a something and I'm not a, a, exaggerating it it just happens you know when they hit 30 or 31 or 28 like oh no like yeah. this black shit was cool but now I'm an adult <laughs> and yeah. rapping is for kids Seriously, it's real shit, which is which is always that's what that's what the homie did did in our crew, bro. Like, like there's one point where we're like, "Yo, man, you know, we're gonna like rent this apartment, put like a studio in the basement," and he was just like, "I'm going to college." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "No, no, no." Which is which is a which is a cultural a cultural difference that a lot of people like don't give credence to because I think a lot of black families or black people don't have that history of higher education in their families and they don't realize that higher education equals gainfully being gainfully employed later right. you know what i mean yeah, so you get a lot of it's like me like even i'm from a middle class family i don't even have that shit embedded in me i'm like i'm just gonna do this shit yeah see you know I'm, what i mean i'm, I'm not even, a- i ain't bright enough to figure out that i should stop yeah, no, I'm just stubborn. I just did everything yeah. the the wrong way, really. But uh, like, I, I'm from a family. I got so many fucking degrees in my family. It's like a fucking karate dojo. Like, but, <laughs> but like, but every time I walk into my grandma's house, she's like, "Boy, go to school." I'm like, "I'm like, grandma, hold this box of CDs in your garage. How about that?" You know, like, tight. Like, I, so fuck the, school. So then, uh, yeah, I mean, like, I think LP kind of kicked that off, like, and then he did the Def Jux. Like, there, the late 90s, I think there was a lot, whole lot of... Uh, Company Flow was, was a Company LP is a bad motherfucker, man. Yeah. LP, like, it's funny, we're having this conversation, and the one thing that keeps popping into my head is the whole white rap shit is just like the female MC shit. Like, I don't fucking fuck that shit. It's like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, real talk. What does like, that mean? You're, you're either... You're either, yeah. I mean, in, in music period, there's not that much of a playing field. It's either yeah. you're really dope, 
Yeah. Or you're whack. Yeah. yeah. Period. Yeah. There ain't no such mediocre well, it shit. Even, it's almost it, good. Like your shit is either great and I'm gonna listen to it again, mm-hmm. or I'm gonna throw your shit in the I fucking feel like garbage. He was you the first. One, he was the first mm-hmm. one I think where it didn't Yo. even matter. Like, LP, where like no one man. even thought about. You know what I mean? Like no one was writing like think pieces about LP or whatever. But you know what? He is, it, was dope. It's, it's because of a couple reasons. Because he was from pretty much a black rap group and a black yeah. crew. So you didn't really know, like, is he white? Like, mm-hmm. you found out he was white later. Yeah. He didn't play it up. Man, that motherfucker could rap. And, and, and mm-hmm. they, when Company Flow hit the scene, they were a complete uh, anomaly. People right. were like, no one was rhyming like that. Right. Except, you know, the only, I mean, when I first heard Company Flow, it was like, it fucked me up because I thought the only people in L.A. rapped with that kind of virtuosity. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, shit, I, I had no idea. I was yeah. like, oh, really? And... I got on, on the train late. I only heard LP on sound bombing. Like, I was way late, you know? Right. But, like, so, like, when they hit the scene with that shit, it was, like, it was all about the rhyming and what they were about. It wasn't about, yeah. oh, and there's a white guy in the Yeah. Group. Yeah, I mean, and, and the record didn't have any face on it at all. Like, it was, like, artwork or whatnot. Yeah. And, and I, yeah, yeah. Well, the, you know what's so funny, man? I just had this idea is that, you know, and this is bounced, bounced off of what, you know, uh, Shoes was saying about, you know, the the, the fuck that the fuck that statement basically like i mean I, I really think the whole like white rapper thing comes into play when we're playing demo, when we're playing demographics and marketing yeah that's when, <laughs> you know? that's when that mm-hmm. like that's when it really look at matters. kevin cage like yeah, cage yeah. was blown up at that time but he like i mean a lot of that especially yeah. like later on still yeah. now yeah, yeah you know all of a sudden he can go on tour with the guy from like what palumbo you know, yeah, I couldn't fuck with that shit. Yeah, he was big, and <laughs> I couldn't fuck with that emo rap shit, man. <laughs> I, yeah, I fell off when he got emo, well, but dude, when I, he sounded like when he sounded like white red man, we, like when he sounded like Croatian red man, I was fucking. <laughs> we, we forgot. We forgot about Ari the Rugged Man, who's also another outlier. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, he is yeah. a wild motherfucker, he is man. Ari is crazy, man. Yeah. he's like legitimately like he might have been the first. Yeah, I saw him pit. Is he push? Homeless? I saw him push. A girl in the face off a of stage. Like first, he called some girls on stage to dance with him. It was at the it was at the terrace in Pasadena. He's like, yeah, yeah, rock with my shit, bitch. Da da da, just going off on it. And then the song was over, and the girl kind of tried to stay up there, and he pushed her in the face. Nah, nah, nah. Fantastic. Off of the stage. See that he didn't just do that. Then that was a part of his show. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I saw him do the same thing at the Knitting Factory in L.A., and I was like, man, you were on one. You aren't really on one. You were just on. Consistently, you're on several. Right, he's, he's just always doing that shit. So, but he's an ill dude, and he's been around forever. So then, uh, yeah, I mean, that whole late nineties. I mean, you had uh, like, uh, I mean, Slug started to do it. Well, Slug wasn't yeah. interesting. Well, he would never say that he was white. Well, though. you know, I think we should talk about Eminem. We well, Slug like, is an octoroon. He's an octoroon. Yeah, yeah. I so use that he word. was able to. Yeah, he was able to pull the octoroon. Oh, uh, what the fuck is an octoroon? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a Girl Scout cookie. I'm from Detroit. It? We don't have those out there. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean. I saw one at a strip club in Detroit. You got him. <laughs> you know what? You, you, I don't think you really talk about K, the cages and the slugs without really explaining M-M. what Eminem really did. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, because... Yeah, like, we haven't talked about M. That's this is like the elephant in the room. We yeah. haven't really gone yeah. on about you know Octoroons and Eminem. Yes. Octoroon is somebody that's one eighth African American. Oh, okay, you know then you know seven eighths, seven eighths white. You know <laughs> Neapolitan chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> Just every part of the chicken in that motherfucker. I mean, I think Eminem kind of did the same thing that Vanilla Ice did, except he was amazing. Like nah. that was the difference. No, you didn't think nah, he broke nah, in. No, 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 no. I'm saying he broke in to. to 
So no, but M, he broke everywhere. Like, I don't think there'd been a yeah, rapper. Yeah, but there was no, no, artist, saying, there's like, no artistic broke. compliment no. to Vanilla Ice's well, no, shit. I'm saying, but it was like, he was, uh, Vanilla Ice was really, hit, and Hammer, mm. were the first rappers that got to like fourth graders. Yeah. They were like, I mean, maybe the Fat Boys, maybe Run DMC, but really no. like suburban, like, every, yeah. it was in Sorority Girls' car. Eminem did that too, except he happened to be the best rapper, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there was. Yeah. And that sort of, you know. And I, I think also too, he was the first great, like really, 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 truly great white rapper like that. Like who was, you know, there had been other great ones, but not really, not as good as Eminem. <laughs> he was so fucking. I don't get white pride. <laughs> I'm not one. Of the, I'm yeah. not one of those dudes. Yeah. I don't. You know, know what I'm saying? Know, yeah. I'm not a card carrying Caucasian. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. yeah. Reminder: but yo, shoes like, is white. It was. M, it changed. M M you was didn't, just a bad motherfucker. You didn't think man. it was possible. I didn't no, think it was like, possible that a white person could ever rap that good. You know? What I, you saying? know? I did not think so. Because like, if you're into battle rap, especially if you saw a lot of battle rapping in that era, you kind of knew the sense of humor and the kind of the the grade of the cleverness of what raps of where rappers could go you know what I mean and right. like Eminem exemplified that shit and had his own spin on it and just you know did some shit that no one thought people were gonna do and people think the whole you know the, the whole uh, what's the fucking word white privilege shit like man ain't nobody in the deep fuck with that shit <laughs> yeah. that's the one thing motherfuckers need to understand too it's kind of a sidebar but like Detroit we've had all this fucking incredible hip hop shit yeah. one of the most imitated styles of music for fucking over 10, 15 years damn there, musically, just production-wise and the whole the whole vein of the shit. But yeah. Detroit don't fuck with none of that shit. None Detroit what? don't know who Jay Dilla is. Detroit don't know oh, who yeah. the fuck a Black Milk or a Guilty Simpson is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, but that's and how when, it is. And M every... was the first motherfucker that came from our shit that, yeah. like, everybody in the city, fuck, everybody in the fucking world knows who this motherfucker yeah. is. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it was just... What happened? I, I'll never forget. I was like in, in high school right when a CD came out and it was a girl who I didn't even think had ever listened to hip hop in her life and she had a fucking... She had two CDs in her car. It was an NSYNC CD and an Eminem CD. Wow. And that's what I was saying about the Vanilla Ice thing because it was like it got to that level where people who would right. never even thought about listening to hip hop right. were all of a sudden... And that I think ushered that, in th- hip hop in like in a... In, I mean, obviously it had been mainstreaming for a while but I think it re- like Puff Daddy was obviously like a huge thing in the late '90s too for doing that. But I think when Eminem hit, no, nah, he 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 became the new archetype for yeah. what you would you would that's what you would aspire for in rap. Yeah, it's wild. and he was also an underground dude doing it too, which yeah. was like he you know he was do- he was smart. He did that's the- what I'm saying. The, yeah. with, with with him the battle show, he took yeah. those sensibilities yeah. and brought it to everybody. Yeah, I mean, like, and it was well. The yeah. craziest thing was he was making those huge records, and then he was still doing like ruckus sound bombing yeah. shit, yeah. which was crazy, or like doing you know. DJ Spinner collaborations with like Shabam Sadiq, right? You know, yeah, his all of his wake up show freestyles and Tony Touch freestyles were always like highlights at the end of the year too. Yeah. He was still was doing gonna, that shit. You speaking know? of speaking of the D though, and and, and what, what was the deal with ICP? Were they like were they around at that time? Because they were oh, yeah. ICP been around since fucking like they were ninety yeah. eighty nine. So what, I mean, what was that? They were ne- were they around? That was fucking it's completely different. Rap off we ain't fuck with that. <laughs> really, Jay's cool. I mean. I, I really fuck with Eshan back in the day. Yeah. So I had like the ICP tape that had a song called Taste with Eshan on it. But it was just, you know, uh-uh, no. <laughs> it was just, come on, like y'all got makeup on and shit, like the fake on, like, nah. That's, <laughs> I mean, it's, that's, that's white, that was like white people shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, th- seriously, like that was yeah. kind of the first time where it was like, this ain't, this ain't no black shit like you know what I'm saying like this is white people rap shit yeah, like I for never, real I for real not, yeah. 
It's crazy. So, 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 are we saying the Eminem wasn't wh- wasn't white people shit? It was it was rap. It was black. Sh- it was like, is, is it was it just hip hop music? Was it black? Is like you know in the beginning, or was it like white people music? What what was Eminem? I, the question is, I'm like, Eminem was it was some black shit. It was some you know he was yeah. taking heads off like until up, we're talking about up, like Slim Shady EP shit. Like mm-hmm. that shit was yeah yeah incredible. Yeah. That shit was bananas. Murder, you know what murder. I mean? <laughs> Oh, yeah, Murder, Murder is M's best uh, yeah, song yeah, ever sure, in life. Right? Yeah, the EP version, not yeah, the next the Friday version. soundtrack yeah. bullshit yeah. where they yeah. fucked yeah. it yeah. all Murder, up. Murder, you know Murder, what I mean? Kill, kill, kill. Also, yeah. you know, Paul Bunyan. Paul Paul Bunyan used to rap. He, I can't remember the group, the group name back right now. Yeah. Paul, Paul, Paul Rosenberg. Paul Rosenberg. You know really? Yeah, yeah, he used to be yeah. in a fucking rap group back in the day. Yeah, crazy shit. Well, then shouts out to Paul Barman. That's all right. Well, that's what I guess. And then there was that whole after. I mean, then you had Aesop Rock, who I think is incredible. Yeah, definitely. No, Aesop is fucking incredible. Yeah, Yeah. like I fuck around and forget about him sometimes, and then like I'll hear a new joint, I'll be like, damn, that. That Skeleton record is fucking good. He is. He. I mean, he also had an interesting thing because there were a lot of kids I think that like would get into. They were rock fans, and they go to college. And kind of like they would get into Ruckus Records, and then that kind of faded off, and then they got into Def Jux. Into Def Jux, really. Well, hard. you know what? You kind of skip. Yeah, yeah. I guess, oh, I guess you're talking about Def Jux. I thought you were going. Def Jux. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? You know what? Kind of became a problem. I'm a. I'm a just. Put it frame, out. There, I'm. A, I'm a frame the problem. After the post Eminem problem, yeah. he he just, had, you got to notice how he just raises yeah. eyebrows at me. He looked at me like <laughs> Cornell West before he was <laughs> <laughs> about to offend the white public. Uh, there, were, I mean, it wasn't really a problem. It was just an interesting thing that took place. You, you had a lot of rappers who came about who were really good, who who you know benefited from Eminem's uh, great work and yada yada. And then you had this whole. I felt like there was just like a cultural lean in rap, like with the groups. Um, shit, I'm trying. I'm trying to frame this shit properly. Anyway, you know, I'm gonna be just vague. I'm, I'm, no, no, no. Like. I'm, I'm gonna be just, just. I'm gonna be just vague. The um, the um, the um, story, the narrative of rap changed. You know what I mean? It became less. Oh, I'm black and I got black qualifiers. It's like you know, and I'm white and I feel shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And 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 that's. I mean, that, that's perfectly fine. But. It got really to me. It it, it it really like it really ramped up in I mean, like the early odds. It was it. I'll tell you some real shit. And I'm a I'm a white motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Disclaimer. The problem, the problem I kind of had with the whole white rapper shit is that motherfuckers got too comfortable. Yeah. Like this is a black art form, yeah. and you need to understand and know that going into it. You know what yeah. I mean? And coming from coming from all that, what the fuck are you doing listening to this shit? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, yo, you got this, or you know about this? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. motherfucker. That was kind of my problem with you Paul Barman. Like hell, Paul man. Barman. Like, I never, I just could not, I couldn't get down with it. Well, I, mean, some, I don't care if Prince some, Paul co-signed it. Some of it I don't wouldn't. care if Doom was on his, you know, I just could not get down with it at all. His voice was was just That was, I think, a big problem with a lot of white rappers, too. Like, the voice just did sucks. not have good voices. I was talking to No Can Do on the way over here. I think the one major thing that differentiates white rappers and black rappers is there's really a lack of soul in yeah. white hip hop yeah. you know what I'm saying like <laughs> talking about this Kendrick joint yeah, that, Kendrick part, that part album, 3 yeah. joint yeah. but the part 3 joint that Kendrick dropped like the day after the album came out oh, with the fucking with Mac the, soundtrack with joint J, chopped the up the J. Cole yeah. beat no no you're talking yeah. about something else nah it's called, Leo. It's, it's called. It's called Part Three. It's, it's fucking bananas. My bananas. heart Part yeah. Three. My heart Part Three. So he has these runs in there where he's the getting where he's getting on some 
like M on that angry shit. Uh-huh. But when M does it, he just sounds like an angry white boy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But when Kendrick is on that shit, it's like that shit is like right all up in your chest. Like you can feel exactly how he feels. When you listen to the M, it just sounds like a fucking white kid in his room, mad as hell, having a temper tantrum. Now you know what you you you're you're probably right about that about the song. I mean, yeah, you're probably all right about it. But like, the, like <laughs> there 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 are certain elements of white rap that appeal. In that same token, there's a lot of elements to white rappers that appeal to people at large more as well. Like, people seem to give white rappers more intellectual credence, like, for shit that they do. Like, because, like, like, when Eminem hit, there was all, all these, like, yeah. strange examinations of his work. <laughs> no, right. I, there, was a, there, was, there was a class, a whiteness class at the school I went to, and the Eminem was There's a the, whiteness class? There's a whiteness yeah. class. Did they have to teach you how to be white? <laughs> no, it was, like, about, like, the construct of, like, white and, like, how it was. It was, uh, like, it was yeah. on, like, white people. Yeah, it, it, like, it, <laughs> I, I've always felt, like, like after Eminem, like, white rap, became really intellect, white rap became really intellectually engaging when it came from, Well, look know, at the Grammy, look at the Grammy. When when like he did the song with Elton John at the Grammys, like yeah. that, I don't think it could have been. I don't think that black rapper could have had that place at that time. Yeah. And, and I'll be real with you, I never fucking want to hear that shit ever. Never, again. never again. <laughs> never want to hear <laughs> never. in the first place. That was. And they act like it's so landmark. Like, nah, man, this shit ain't about that, man. <laughs> You can't feel that. You can't. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, I think they did that with Kanye too. Kanye after him would kind of like, but Eminem was, I think, the first one to kind of. Well, Kanye was in the cover of Time, and yeah. that, that was. But that was always framed around the the whole concept of like class. He was class. So that that was yeah. that was the first like, I'm an upper middle class, you know, yeah. <laughs> rapper. That's that. Yeah. I mean, you know, and like all these are social constructs anyway, right? Yeah, uh, so well, like, you had you yeah. had the rap rock around that time too with like Limp Bizkit. That shit was horrible. All, Ooh, all fuck awful. out of here with That's that shit. That's not supposed yeah. to be on our podcast. We're not supposed to be, supposed to be talking awful. about that. We'll edit that shit out. We yeah, can't lot mention of, rap rock. A lot of those dudes, but uh, you, you know, it was a crazy amount of people getting deals too at the time. They had, like that dude Haystack, and then Three Six Mafia brought in Little White, Little Lil White, White. <laughs> and yo, and look, a uh, dick, Little White, W Y T E. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that motherfucker looks scary, bro. Bone Thugs, Bone Thugs brought Powder P. You were Powder. He was in the Ghetto Cowboy. Video. You know what? At that point, everyone needed a token white. Yeah, who, a token who, white guy. You know, uh, they they needed a secret weapon. You know, like hey, hey, it's really, like but, the coin flip. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. the white motherfuckers needed a black cosign, and yeah. then it turned to like yeah. the black motherfuckers needed yeah, a white boy in the group. Hot, hot exactly. Carl, hot Carl got a deal. But he the southern deal. white guys first. Hot, 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 hot Carl, Carl got a deal. Northern State got a big look deal. up Hot Carl on Urban Dictionary and see what the fuck your name is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Jesus, sounds like that sounds like the Cleveland Steamer, some shit like that, right? A lot of people. Got deals. Jojo a lot Pe- of that white Jojo shit is just Pellegrino super theatrical. got a deal. <laughs> apathy got a deal. A lot of people got a deal. Well, apathy apparently. Apathy has some shit. Apathy was, you know, I love college. That Shira song, which we'll we'll go into. It's a good segue. A- that was supposed to be for apathy originally. Oh, someone uh, wrote it. Apathy him? had a deal on Atlantic, and the producer was was Mike Karen, who mm-hmm. ran it. Who was an A and R at Atlantic, and now he runs Warner Brothers. Basically, Mike Karen used to send me promos in 1995. He worked Street for Big, Corner. Big B, Whoa. Big B Records. All my Records. artifacts, promos, and all that yeah. shit. Wow, yeah, Did he, yeah. yeah. That's he was, hard uh, yeah, he he was, yeah, he worked the Ruthless Records. He was like, yeah, Wu Tang. Like, oh, he was in the Loud Street team. But anyway, so he was a producer too, in addition <laughs> to being a record executive. And he gave Apathy the record, and, and he was trying to make Apathy. He was like a grimy dude, like try to make him. Like a college rapper, and he, he said no, mm-hmm. and they got dropped. And then Asher Roth, who I think was probably, 
you know, there was that gap between Eminem, all those, no one, I mean, you had Bubba Sparks was the only one that kind of blew up. Again, another dude who needed a cosign from Timbaland. Yeah, I think the, all this, but he like, was good, Bubba Sparks. Bubba had some shit. Bubba had some shit. Mentioning Bubba, mentioning Little White, even though Bubba's way better than Little White, all this, all the Southern white rappers just came too but early. It was, they yeah. came too early because like, they couldn't even like they couldn't be given like that that, that uh, intellectual nod. Like you, they're like as soon as you hear that accent, I don't give a fuck what you're talking about. At the time, <laughs> we all thought that Southern rappers had nothing to say. I liked Ugly. <laughs> yeah, but well, he said like, doo-doo and like foo too yeah, many times. Yeah, so. it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, then he had that video where he's like rolling around in mud. Yeah, like like yeah, yeah gimmicky. So uh, yeah, so where are we on Asher Roth now? Yeah, I think Asher Roth kind of took. I mean, then there was that you know a they, lot of people front on Asher Roth. He's got bars. Yo, Asher Roth can rap. He's the closest thing to M to me. He mm. Asher to me is a harmless Slim Shady EP. Eminem. You know what it was? You know what it was? I think wow. it was you that feel me? he yeah. came out and it was that I Love College song. And I think that was just like the corner. It was just what about too, the much Roth, too fast. What about the Roth shit? Like that Nazi P? Like that shit is fucking banana pancakes, dog. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Nats played me the whole new shit yeah, they got. Shit. Yeah, that's You know, I, I, like, I feel like with him, and I think there's a problem with a lot of white rappers, they, they, a lot of them didn't have like an original style. Like the shit that we were playing earlier, like he, his style I always thought was very much too indebted to Eminem. Like he uh-huh. never, the voice was too similar, the flow was too similar. It didn't have enough. Oh, the of, flow wasn't similar, similar at all. At dude. First I feel it like was. he was on some swaggy, like more like Jay-Z kind of like, you know, he, he, has, he has more soul than M. M. Yeah. Like he's got more that swag, that little, yeah. uh, that je ne sais quoi. That, Asher you know, Roth has more soul than Eminem. Yeah. yeah, 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 all, yeah, yeah all, all day. Yeah, yeah. You know, what does it say? Uh, you like you know figure figure this on this on, I forgot I can't think. He's more sold than Pittsburgh Slim. I don't even <laughs> I don't remember, remember that. You don't remember Pittsburgh Slim uh, got a deal from Def Jam. Really? That was yeah. Wait, around Pat, the same Jay-Z, time. Jay Z gave him a deal around the same time. Yeah. Wow. And then he uh, he got a he he got Camp Low to make his album. <laughs> like it was like shout out to Camp Low. Now you know Camp Low didn't sell when they were Camp oh, Low. Oh man. Can't be reaching to man. my favorite rapper. But, <laughs> Pittsburgh yeah. Slim, a fucking deal. And then yeah, no, there were a lot of and then, man. Jay Z did a lot of that. With Lady Sovereign, Kano, Lady Sovereign, Lady Sovereign. That's, that's she could rap though. I thought mm. she didn't battle Jelly Donut. I would never. So I wouldn't done. buy a CD, but she could rap. She didn't battle Jelly Donut though. <laughs> so you don't even know about that. It's something you got to Google. No. Lady Sovereign Battle Jelly Donut is that, think, like, is that like the cast? Like she battled an inanimate object? Like she actually rapped <laughs> nah, against the donut? Well, she's she's a white rapper, so I, I, like we can talk about this. She's a white rapper and a female rapper, but she uh, basically went in the height of her mm. fucking buzz. She played a show at 1015 Folsom in San Francisco. Mm. San Francisco's a wacky place, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, everybody there has been going to Burning Man since they were three, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, like, there's, uh, I guess she was at this show, like, I guess on, on the internet or MySpace, whatever the fuck was popping out there, this guy named Jelly Donut wanted, like, her to sign something. Oh, I remember that. There's a guy dressed in a Jelly Donut suit. Like, you know, you know how not, people now have, like, trolls? He's like a real-life troll, <laughs> like an internet troll. <laughs> this fool showed up dressed as a fucking donut. Donut to her show yeah, and it was that. like she in the front them. row like let's battle let's battle the whole crowd yelled battle jelly donut for 15 <laughs> minutes she cried <laughs> she she dropped the mic she ran away she cried you know, that's the end of her career that was the problem. wow the bitch couldn't even battle I bet, a donut I bet you <laughs> she's, I bet you she's still big in London <laughs> she is not no <laughs> no uh, K, her she, sovereignty K, K, has K, ended. K, K, K Flay took her took her lane. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Lame. Now this is like I mean I don't know I feel like the Asher Roth was the lot like that just opened the floodgates. That was the last one. Now any mediocre white guy. Can I mean be. I don't think they're mediocre. I just think they're real calculated. You know what I mean? And Macklemore, for instance, Macklemore, Macklemore is real calculated. He's I mean, huge. He's had a number. He's one gigantic. Album. 
Should we play like a no? Like a no, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't even think. Hey, I, hey low key, I, I never looked up a Macklemore song. I fucking almost hated on that shit forever to keep it like not hated, but just like ignored the poor it. Poor man, slug. Or didn't or didn't see it. Oh, we didn't even talk about slug, but I, I yeah, looked up a song. Skipped over a lot of shit. I looked up a song called "The Town" that was basically about Seattle. And if you're from the Northwest and you listen to this song. You have to like it, like you have to like it, because it's just like every rapper, every you know yeah. landmark, know, every neighborhood. To, but why do you have to like it? Because it's fucking mind control, bro. I know, but it's, look at the guy who. Did, I mean, it's, <laughs> you know what? I think it's mind. No, if you're a kid though, like not me, I don't have to like it. But if you're a kid from the Northwest, you're like, yeah, he mentioned my favorite fucking donut shop. I love it. Like you, it's 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 like good uh, campaigning. No. I think I think one. I mean, he's he's one of the acts who really maximizes. Unfortunately, his his whiteness because mm-hmm. he, he, you know, yeah, he, he made, you know he's what? more popular than Yellow Wolf, and Yellow Wolf was actually great. You know, yeah, you Yellow know Wolf what? was really good. Yellow Wolf was a beast. Yellow Wolf was you, amazing. You you, you kind of can't talk about a Macklemore until you talk about like a Slug and shit like that. Slug, yeah. 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 That's what I'm saying. Like he just ripped off Slug. Like it just he took that template and just applied yeah. it to yeah. Because like yeah. that that whole like emo rap thing, even though it was a made up term, made up in a article by John Kerr, Monica, and Spin kind of randomly it actually became like a real thing yeah. like like white guys t- kind of taking like the post grunge angst yep. you know and using Nirvana rap yeah, yeah Nirvana rap and take it <laughs> and take a sum of M's mad guy in Flexions and using that and just like to angry angry, for, angry 14 year old kids and and it's, it's, like, it, it's a it's a musical thing now it's like a yeah, hey, but start- slug, nobody did that shit better than Slug. Like yeah, a slug, lot of people slug. fucking hate on Slug, dude. Hey, dude, like fucking singing a Slug chorus to a bitch has got me late. <laughs> Bottom line, like I can't. Thank you, James. <laughs> I was wondering. Yeah. It was the man with the tattooed hands. Three kids. It was don't from? ever fucking question that. <laughs> no, from, my wife would be like a totally different thing. I have to sing, sing a Drake fucking song. I mean, there's a lot of whack. I mean, like Crayshon got a deal. Fuck She's that terrible. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> she got a deal. V Nasty. V Nasty made an album with Gucci Mane, which like every blogger. Shout out to, to shout out to little little Debbie, you know, uh, Michelle Obama. Yeah, you got Riff Raff now. Riff Raff. Yeah. I like Riff Raff. Riff Raff has I, no race. I'm alright with Riff Raff. I, I choose. <laughs> I wouldn't have a problem with him stopping <laughs> <laughs> breathing right now. <laughs> if he discontinued everything. You know, he's fu- he's funny okay. though. He's at least funny. He doesn't take I don't know, seriously. man. It's funny. Like sometimes when these just like super whack white motherfuckers come out, I'll be like on some shit. Like I work too hard to gain a position of respect in this shit. <laughs> yeah. To have your fucking cornball ass first, come up yeah, in here. I doing thought at this first shit. he was you know like a white saying? man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought at first he was like a white man. But he is. Kind of is. He, he is. He is. Like, but he's so he's he, acknowledging he that he's a white man. No, 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 he's. I think he's interesting because he admits it. Yeah. Wholeheartedly, I mean, he's self aware. Yeah, I mean, if I didn't follow him, if I didn't follow him via social networking venues, you know, I wouldn't know how funny he really is. Yeah, yeah. but he is, he is funny. Hey, but you know, I don't know if that's if that's good or not. But yeah. He well, is I funny. thought he, I always thought he was Paul Wall with a better sense of humor. Yeah. Well, I mean, now, God. I mean, if <laughs> <laughs> you're an atheist, why'd you say God? <laughs> if we're just gonna vent on on white rappers who gotten places that they don't deserve i don't understand the whole kitty pride thing yeah i don't, I don't get that i've either. never listened to a song i've heard about the shit so yeah i don't yeah yeah i wouldn't think yeah. i don't tune in though 
Yeah, I don't. And then, I mean, that's just like it's like well, it's like a little. It's like a white girl who works at Hot Topic or whatever, one of those places, like and stealing little ants. Yeah, or, see, uh, little B. To me, like that's like little B is dangerous. Like that's just dangerous. Well, because she's not doesn't have any musicals. She seems like a nice girl, but she, she just no kind of did it. One she has day. no musical. But talent. that has nothing to do with whiteness. That like you said, that has to do with little. But that does little, have to do with whiteness. Little, she's a cute white girl. Little B ripping a fucking hole through the time space continuum yeah. and then making the world he turn inside out. No, no, that still has to do with whiteness because. Little B gave her the um, tools, yeah. gave her the uh, manual, and she utilized it. I mean, now she's not blowing up like she isn't. I mean, I don't. I mean, I I know about. She's got to wait a couple weeks. Yeah, she's got. You know what though? Still, she has more Twitter followers than probably any of us. But, fuck. You Twitter. know what I mean? Like I'm just saying. Like, like, but, no I'm just number. saying. But I'm just saying. I think though, we, need, we need to divide the lanes too. We need to make. You know, what yeah. I'm saying there needs to be a. Uh, there's white, there's rap shit that gets money, and there's yeah. good yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have Iggy, yeah. and it's yeah, just yeah. the white it's shit. Like, the yeah. majority of this white shit is some get money shit. Yeah, it is, and it's it a is. small percentage of the shit that's like, let's just make yeah. some we good forgot, fucking music. We also forgot E Don, who's also a beast. But yeah, he's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's crazy. He's shout out super E-Don. crazy. Yeah. Very talented. But, no, and then I mean I don't know. You have a lot of like you have Iggy Azalea, who's not. Who's I can't front when I heard that joint that uh, that murder business joint. I yo, like that. Yo, shit. she's Australian though. Man. Yeah, yeah. Like, she's Australian. Yeah, that's what fucks me up. It's like, yeah. wait a minute. You're not from the south, a. No, she's from the <laughs> super south. Yeah, she's exactly. from way down you're there. From, you're from the southern, south, the south the southern end of the planet. All right, let's talk about how Australia is like. You know, they they all come from like thugs though, like. So it's a. It's I, bet jail. She, I bet you. I bet Australians she come from Australia pirates. Fucking jail Nigga, colony. Yeah, bro. she's like her fucking great 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 grandfather fucking killed a whale. Man, like it's a, a, with his bare hands. With his bare hands, like Australia, and scurvy. Australia's paradise. It's planet California. There's no no one has a problem there. The, yeah. the, 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 the Everyone biggest, is happy. The, the biggest problem you have there is being Aboriginal or a miner. You know, like like, <laughs> like being in the mines. Like so, she has no problems. You know what I mean? Which I mean, that's not what a rap but, is but about. But you don't have anything to you know rap about. Yeah, you I know, mean, it's, it's, it's not even about that. The point is that she adopted, she took on an accent yeah, from true. a different country, mm-hmm. my nigga, from a different region. That fucks me up. Yeah. Like, I <laughs> mean, hey. she's dope and she she looks really good, and I hope she does well. But it's like it's weird. And as far as as far as like her her background, her story, and her 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 connection to rap in America is. Uh, is like in question is like her the people she fucked with she fucked with like off top she was fucking with chords in them you know right. the, dudes, the dudes over there off of Slauson and Eight she has all these songs about like like kangaroos and shit and no, koala bears no no like uh, about South Central like Crenshaw and Slauson like where the, the where the rolling 60s are from like koala her, she went from she went from kangaroos to like to cribbing like koalas right. you know, to cribbing but you know what were we talking about on the way over here though Eminem, Rick, Rick Ross oh yeah Rick Ross I had to I had to break down and give it up about a year ago after I heard that I love my bitch joint and this is a sidebar but okay you used to be a fucking cop I was like, fuck that fake shit. But the motherfucker makes better records than 99% of the fucking game. And do I really believe that all the shit I've been hearing from Mob Deep to fucking Jay-Z to Big is real shit? We've been listening to fake shit our entire life on these records. Yeah. So you know what I'm that saying? That kind of I think broke yeah, it broke everything down because it just like didn't matter at that point. Yeah. It could just be fantasy land. It's it could fiction. Be just, yeah. Yeah, you know, you got a couple motherfuckers that's real, and they, well, they in jail. They go to jail. <laughs> oh, they're dead. This that's that's the Max B, Max Dre thing, right? Max Dre, like those yeah. two guys are, you know, they're Gun, great. They're Gunplay, gunplay, gun probably gonna go to jail for a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you got. I feel like now, 
But then there's like this whole frat rap, like really yeah, awful scary. lane, like Hoodie Allen. I don't Chris know. Chris Webby. This shit is popular. Hoodie Allen. This shit is popular. This shit is so popular. Yo, this shit has. That's what I'm saying. That's some manufactured <laughs> bullshit. Like hip hop came from the fucking parks and the streets, and to have these corporate motherfuckers Tommy like Hill figures, kid, like Rich Test Hill. Tube making like new genres of rap, like yeah. fuck that shit. Tom man. Hanks's kid. Oh, <laughs> you know. I mean, you know. Me personally, I barely care. I just want, <laughs> seriously, I just want dudes to be ill, and it's like it's gonna happen anyway. Yeah, I think the difference now with rap, in contrast to say jazz or like rock, is that I don't think anyone's gonna interrupt what the face of rap music is right now. No. I don't think. I mean, even though Eminem is, I mean Eminem is. I, I don't like calling Eminem a white rapper because he's just exceptional on on, right. on his own, but he's not the face of rap music. You know what I mean? And like so, who do, you, like, who do you think is the face right now? I think it changes every three years. Every I think three weeks. Sometimes. Well, no, it's it's you know it's Rick Ross, it's Jay Z, it's Kanye, it's kind of Kendrick. Fuck. I don't know, kind of Kendrick. Ken, Kendrick right mm-hmm. be a new face. Eminem's always going to be in there. You know, what Wayne. I'm saying? You know, Wayne. What I'm saying? And, and 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 that's and and that's the face Nikki. of rap music. And you know, like as far as I'm concerned, inclusion, having people do shit is fine. Yeah. As long as that doesn't get threatened, you know what well, I mean? I think, yeah. Well, I think I think actually we're not talking about Action Bronson. I think is incredible. I, you know yeah, what? I like him. You know what? I think he's that's, ill. I think that's comfort food, homie. But nah, man, he's a great writer. No, no, he's, really he's Ghostface, yo. Yo, you know what? Yeah, that's already, my biggest problem. Already Ghostface. Look, I'll tell you this: if I allow myself to get into his character, I'll probably love him to yeah. death. But I have not allowed myself See, just because the first time I heard a record, I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Yeah, also, geeked on this motherfucker. Close your yeah. eyes. And see an eagle on his arm. I yeah. think in the last, yeah. you know in the last saying, six like, months to a year, he's Ghostface kind of has got, an eagle he's on his arm for you developed his own voice really strong. I don't, I don't know, man. You I know bet what? you if you play the newest Action Bronson song, it still sounds like Ghostface. I, I, I'm, I have to agree with. I mean, yeah. but but it, that's just because I'm a. I like I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm I'm like a purist. I mean, he's he's ill, but he sounds exactly like. I'm coming Ghostface. from the position. Okay, say I'm Action Bronson. Do I know that I? Yeah. Yeah. Do no, I not think that I sound just like Ghostface? He said on his album, "Don't say I sound like Ghostface." Shit. He said, don't say that? Don't say that. Don't Why wouldn't we say that when you sound like him? Like, here's the thing. Like, Riff Raps <laughs> sounds like fucking Pimp C, you know? Yeah. Like, and it's oh, like, he, he does? He I've just, never heard him. That's just, fucking horrible. He just, <laughs> he's just spoofing, you know, this iconic... I don't this think iconic, spoofing. I think it's sincere. I think he... Well, the music content is... But I don't know. You look at him. Spoofing. He doesn't so, look like anything would be sincere artistically action, about action, Bron- <laughs> action Bronson, <laughs> it, this is the same thing. It's he's spoofing fucking, you know, Ghostface. Like, I'm... Dude. He ain't spoofing him. He's not spoofing. He can rap. He's from Queens. Anything away from his artistic ability, but yo, come on, dog. <laughs> come on, man. Close your eyes. I like Close him, I like him a lot eyes. more than Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, but Machine Gun Kelly has way more bitches at his show, bro. I don't know, man. I see like <laughs> I'll tell you this, if better. I put Action Bronson, if I take a picture of Action Bronson and take a picture of Machine Gun Kelly, Regardless of what either of them sound like, I'm gonna like Action Bronson more. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't like the whole tattoo white boy rapper. Yeah. You know, I just don't do nothing for um, me. Yeah, but Mac Miller, where does he, where does he fit in that? Like tenth grade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's definitely on some fourteen year. Like my little sister, my little cousin, my little cousin likes Mac him. She's fourteen. I think yeah. that I sure. mean. Most of the rap acts now are really dictated by how you f- you find out uh, about them. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, how you find out about all this rap shit right now? You think it's like what websites? I have you no think idea. It's, like, it's YouTube. Hotnewhiphop.com, Datpiff, uh, World, World Star. Star. World Star. You know, if you, you take it to the... Uh, live Mixed Boys. 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 Live Mixed Bo
Yeah, DX, and then also there's you know Passion, on the far, Passion of the West. Far, on the far <laughs> other the other end, which is right, uh, 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 website <laughs> that you, right. you contribute to is a Pitchfork. So right, yeah, you know, so it's like so, but like, but like, so in in that, like, how does that dictate what rappers do right now? I think it, you know, it makes it so what you look like is incredibly important. Because I think it's YouTube videos, yeah. it's like the the whole way now. I think the people break is through YouTube videos. Yeah, and yeah. and also I. I mean, more more so than in previous years. I think a lot of rappers have a lot of have have bars right now. Way more than yeah. in the '90s, where it was like, oh, someone has bars, and it was just like one album out of the year, where oh, they or a couple albums out of the year, mm-hmm. like, oh, like these motherfuckers have bars. Now everyone has to like legitimately or logistically go in. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. To, to you know to the extent of their capable, you know what but, they're capable. I was of. gonna say, but when we talk like that's not that's not the case when things are like style driven. Like MGK should have style driven. I know, but he, he has bars. to go in. He, he yeah, but not all the time. And really, his his flow has to just match the song really well. Or fucking what's his name, ASAP Rocky, or even the shit that Danny Brown is winning off of is not like his hardest raps. Right. It's more about it's more about style. Nah, it is though. It's a part of it. Yeah, rap. Yeah. I mean, the rap marketing game right now is so exhausting yeah. that it's it's a part of it. Like it's you, all you, everything. It's like you have Twitter. Yeah. It's your Instagram. It's your Facebook. It's you have to everything. look a certain way, a certain way that you know white people can like and that black people can emulate. I was gonna say you, you young you black just, kids have to. I be just had a realization I, that I should not have been on the cover of my album. <laughs> <laughs> That's why my we shit ain't sound scary. That's some real shit. This ain't no podcast. This should, is therapy. Should buy how I'm gonna have to issue a press release like that was not my picture on the cover of the album, and my picture will not be on any henceforth album releases. That was my uncle. That's my uncle. Right, my uncle's we, on my record. Should we try? We should give up on last friends, words. Last words. I got. I got some fucked up friends, man. Why would you not tell me? You can't go on the album cover. You're white, motherfucker. <laughs> Somebody told the beasties. <laughs> you know, you know, and they sold fucking ten million. I could have sold at least a couple thousand. Shit. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, so you know why? Hey, you because you're the most honest out, out of all your friends. Fuck, that's what it is. Yeah, I think I just had a nice haircut one day, and I was like, "Yeah, fuck it, I'm gonna get on the cover of this shit." <laughs> you got off with that that fresh like alcohol smell on your yes. face, and you're just like, "Yeah, let's go. Let's go take these pictures, dog." <laughs> I mean, so does it even matter? Do you think it matters more than it ever has before? Do you think, like... No, I think the playing field is more level than it has ever been with rap. I don't think race is... Uh, I think there's a white privilege. I think there's a very strong white privilege. Yeah. yeah. Two, I think there's so. a very strong white privilege. Look, but here's the I thing. Think, We're talking about... I think labels and, and, and motherfuckers with the money look for the white motherfucker first. Nah, man. Chief Keith and, like, all these, like... Weird ASAP Rockies and fucking Mr. Motherfucking Esquires and fucking Death Grips and all these weird weird niggas are winning right now. Like, and they have privilege, dude. Like, alternative. Well, Kendrick Lamar. But they are self-sustaining and self-created. I'm on some shit. Like, these motherfuckers got the test tubes out and they're trying to make figure out uh, the next what, white thing. You, you, you know what? You you know what? We're not appreciating that a lot of white acts that show a lot of potential. They get a lot of uh, momentum early. They get picked up quicker. They get picked up quicker, and then and then you know they're peddled as independent acts for you know a, a year or two as they find their their life. Like what happened with ASAP Rocky? I mean, and Kendrick but Lamar? still, Ken- yeah, yeah. I mean, but <laughs> but still, Krayshawn sold like three thousand copies. You know, like well, it doesn't well, mean well, anything. Well, but she had hit well, before she was signed. That's because yeah. they they failed they and fell, fall- they and, and, and following up after that um, yeah. that, um Gucci Gucci thing. But uh, 
But uh, but be I mean everyone in rap is looking for a marketing advantage. So if you're white, that is one. So yeah. they will pick. Well, you I mean, up, I think at I mean? the end of the day, like uh, you know, if you can relate to people, they're more apt to because yeah, no, everyone can download your record. So a lot yeah. of it does come out into like that identification politics. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, I think I think the point is that the market now rap is so fiercely competitive. Any advantage that a label or a business entity can get, they want. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if there's a white version of you doing something. You know, and they have you. They, they, you shouldn't they, really say things like that. It makes my fucking like my fight dog instincts come out. Like, where's he at? Get that nigga. <laughs> right. Kill him. You should <laughs> feel that way because it already happened. <laughs> should always feel that way. Oh shit. All right. So, uh, any last words? Anyone want to? Uh... Uh, Jeff Weiss has the dirtiest laptop I've ever seen in my life. Swag. Uh, we're gonna edit the yeah. fuck out of this. Yeah. Maybe we don't even do an intro. Yeah. We just we just put this out on a fucking Monday morning, Sunday morning, and record another podcast. Yeah, we'll just do it like that. All right, Jeff West, I'm here with uh, No Can Do House Shoes bus driver. Shots fired. It was very Shots educational. <laughs> all right. I really yeah. thought that I hated all white rappers to an extent, but I, you know, I just kind of hate the privilege, honestly. <laughs> on some real we'll, shit. We'll go away. Yeah, it's a good mm-hmm. note to go end on. All right. Kill Whitey. This has been an Earwolf Media production. Executive producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Aukerman. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolfradio.com The Wolf Dead.